Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! His buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Stepping up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, December 4th, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Get rid of the new floors. Get rid of them immediately. Get them out of here. Send them to 10 buck two. We don't need them. We don't want them. Not the weekend we were looking for. But... And we're going to talk about all of it. Good morning, everybody. TJ Walker, Nick Rush, Justin Kalen. Man, here. starting the it's a it's a it's a good it's a good new week, TJ. There's a lot of exciting things happen. We don't have to we don't have to let one basketball game get us off on the right wrong foot. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk all about it. It was not good by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but I but after you know 24 hours pass and then a huge Green Bay win last night. Man, without any late game controversy, pack attack, do it six and six, 500 playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Maybe, maybe I had said, if you could just get one of the two between the lions and the chiefs, then I would like where they kind of sit going into the final stretch. They went ahead and just said, eh, we'll win both of them. Why not a little bit of Bofa? So I was happy last night was awesome. And Jordan Love looked good. That, that's the part that is shocking about all of that is the Jordan Love looking good aspect. Because, I mean, in, in my head, it makes sense. Um, man who's been there for a while should know what he's doing. But, you know, it probably takes him a little while to get up to game speed, right? So, like, it makes sense that he would drastically improve in the second month of the year. Or I guess it's month three now or four. But – it would make sense that 10 games in with a young wide receiver group, like it took them a while to figure it out. But that pass he threw to Dobbs uh, where it was third and long and he chuck. it looks like an arm put punt, but he's going off his back foot. He throws it up high and there's like three chiefs players down there. And it just hits Dobbs right in the belly as he's falling down. And you're like, wait, what, huh? uh, next play, they scored a touchdown, another pretty pass. And it's like, okay, well, I guess Jordan Love is good because that was that was incredible. That's a moment where most players just crumple and Patrick Mahomes takes over. But that was 
I mean, uh, TJ, uh, you got to be on cloud nine after all of that. Like, in, they can playoffs. I mean, that's that was whew. Yeah, they're right there in the thick of it. They've won three straight, including a win over the Chargers in that stretch as well. And uh, four out of their last five with the Steelers, which they, they very well could have won that game, outgained the Steelers like everybody else does in that one. Otherwise, it could have been five out of their last five. But yeah, it, it's it's a lot more fun when your football team is winning versus when they are losing. I think they're tied right now in the for like the second to last playoff spot. Um, yeah, so Dallas is probably going to – Dallas or Philly, whoever doesn't win the East, is going to be your top wild card team in the NFC. And then after that, Minnesota 6-6, six and six, Green Bay 6-6, six and six, the Rams are 6-6, six and six, Seattle is 6-6. Six and six. And then you get some uh, bad NFC South teams that are right there at 5-7. and seven. So uh, you got what? Three, six, and – four, six, and six teams for two spots. So Minnesota, Green Bay, Rams, and Seattle going to probably be a little NFC North, NFC West showdown there. And and that's what's going to be fun about this month of December. Um, we get a reprieve from college football for the most part, aside from um, some wacky bowl season action. But the the playoff race will be uh, a joy to watch. So And get in. You know, you never know what could happen. I, I don't think anybody's probably – beating Philly or San Fran, but more importantly, probably San Fran. I think they're going to be your NFC representatives, but uh, yeah, yeah, you never know. Get in there and see well, what happens. The Eagles they, got the one seed right now. I mean, I know, they, but geez, Willis. And all like the was. gambling experts were like, take the 49ers against the Eagles. People are going to see that number. They're going to think Philly at home. 49ers are just a better team right now. Maybe that changes in a couple months, or maybe that changes if they meet in the playoffs. Right now, the 49ers are just a better football team. And my goodness gracious, they showed it for sure. Suck it to Trevor's Eagles. Rough Man. weekend for Trevor. We'll talk more about that. Rough weekend for your Steelers. Uh, that was one of my gambling picks. I thought you all would cover it. I had a buddy say, don't take the Steelers. The weather's going to be gross. Just stay away from that one. And I said, no, no. I mean, it's the Cardinals. If, any, if it's going to be gross for anybody, they're going to put up like three points and Steelers defense will be good enough. What the hell happened, Scoots? What the hell happened? Yeah, I, I wish I could add something in here, but I had a – Stupid busy weekend. I hardly watched any sports at all this weekend. I was getting killed at work yesterday, so I didn't get to watch the game. I, I was on Arizona five and a half for what it's worth. I, I've been on the Steelers all season long. Something told me they were just due for a letdown, and man, it seemed like it was nothing but a letdown. So in, in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't get to watch. Well, thanks for letting me know. And Ralph Scoots and I, we, we made uh... – googly eyes at each other earlier because you mentioned the word arm punt <laughs> and on Friday's John Spears show Scoot said I don't even know what game they were talking about or what the reference was to but Scoot said yeah it was an arm punt and Spears you would have thought that he was like speaking Latin he was like <laughs> arm punt, arm punt. Mm. yeah really common phrase in football he was like I've been in football for a billion to jillion years <laughs> heard that i could have gone my whole life without hearing that it was like it's pretty you know arm <laughs> punt to throw a ball really far although scoots did later go on to be like well the one i was talking about really wasn't an arm punt it was really only yeah like it turned it turned out to be like nine yards <laughs> yeah which is which is not an arm punt to be fair but to be fair we get it out of the way early enough today but yeah disappointed in your steelers Ralph. so you you know go, yeah, go, to, your, go I, to your room no no and it 
you you can't really blame the weather because they were losing going in the weather delay. But the fact that they came back out for a second time and then it was like, all right, are we sure we're going to play? It was still miserable when they emerged from that second weather delay. Um, but yeah, I, it was it was also odd to follow along because it was happening amid the college football selection show chaos. Um, so like I would kind of bounce back and forth between the selection show and then uh, red zone because the selection show was the worst production in the history of television. It is so bad, TJ. And the worst part of it all is like, I mean, in theory, you could make it good, but they just had Booger up there and somebody took his passy away and he wouldn't stop crying. Right. It was, it was awful. Like nothing. I mean, by the end of it, Greg McElroy was just like, I mean, what, what even more do we say to this guy? Like, he, he's not changing his mind. I mean, he was just like, yeah, I mean, Forsyth kind of got screwed. Somebody was going to, and we know why. Like, I can't I can't argue with you anymore, Booger. Like, I don't – it was it was so I – I could not believe the producers didn't tell him to just chill the hell out because it was – after two hours, they were still doing that going to the New Year's Six. They even announced the New Year's Six. It's <laughs> – it takes them two hours to put the New Year's Six together, TJ, even though like I, that, that part of it's just shocking that it takes that long to do that. But Booker still would shut up crying about Florida State that they, they even announced those picks late. It's like, come on, y'all, this is terrible. This is an absolutely terrible, terrible production. I feel like you could have an office space moment with Booger. Like, what would you say you do here? Has anybody ever been just blown away by a production involving Booger McFarland? Uh, he was part of the worst Monday night football crew in the history of that entire event. And I I don't really see him a lot. Um, I don't go out of my way to find him. So I, I I have very few interactions with him and, but like the selection show for college football has always been terrible. And maybe once you get to 12 teams, I I don't think you could ever really make it all that great. And, And I guess if there was a year that it could be great, it would be this year because Normally, you know about three of the teams. Maybe there's like a mystery on the fourth. Maybe sometimes the big mystery is like how they're going to be seated. What are the first round matchups going to be? But this was a legitimate like you knew two and you really couldn't guarantee who the other two were going to be. Uh, you, you did see a lot of people feel pretty good about Texas. That ended up being for good reason. Right. But they, they made uh, odds. I'm proud of myself as a little gambler here and ended up having like a probably a a losing weekend, but like didn't get killed. It it was probably close to a 50 50 weekend, Uh, but they, they made, and I'm trying to pull it up, but they made odds on Sunday morning about like Georgia, um, Alabama, Texas. You could, you could bet if Florida state wouldn't get in, you could make that bet. You could make, they, they had yes or no for, you know, four team or three, three or four teams, and then they also had uh, exactus where you just pick the the top the the four um, in no particular order. Ooh, I wish I would have been. I wish I would have saw the exacta options. I would have had fun with that. But I did bet. I threw I threw a few uh, bucks on Georgia because I was like the Georgia part. And listen, we will get into basketball, but UK doesn't play again for another week. We're going to be talking basketball all this week we're going to just be kind of reactionary to the news on Sunday. So we're going to talk college football playoffs. We're going to talk UK's bowl. We will get to basketball. I promise I'm, I'm excited to talk a little basketball, 
but we've, we're going to, we're going to talk about some of this other stuff first. So bear with us. Don't think that we're like legitimately just trying to avoid talking about the bad news of the weekend, but we're going to get to some of this other stuff first, but I, Georgia was one. I just, they lost by three Roush to like a team that is in the college football playoff. It wasn't a team outside the top 10 wasn't a team out, outside the top eight and they lose by three. And you're telling me you can drop by losing to three to a college football playoff team. You can drop five spots. That was crazy to me. I, I mean, again, like not it's teams were going to felt left out and every uh, plenty of teams had a case for it, but I, that's, the back-to-back champions to not even let them have a chance to defend their crown. And I know you can't take in past seasons for that sort of deal. They've lost one game in three years, like by three points and they drop a bajillion spots because of it. I thought that wasn't right. I I, I did predict and, and Roush, I do have to take my, my hat off to you. Like you, you mentioned Florida state. I think you eventually came around to like, no, you're right. They're not going to leave out a power five champion. But you were the one to be like, well, maybe they, maybe you don't know. That's not, it's not impossible. So I was wrong. You were right about that one. I need to have hand up. Uh, and the part that just really sealed it uh, for Florida State was watching them against Louisville. Because even if they, maybe it's different if Tate Rotomaker can play. Um, but I mean, Tess and Jesse Palmer were in the booth at halftime, just talking about how bad of a game it was, right? And I. If you look to the the part that, like, there's so many idiots on the internet, TJ. It's really astounding. If you think that justification for one conference's superiority is their record against other conferences, you're an idiot. Like, I'm just sorry. You're a dumbass. There's no, yeah. oh, they're four and six against, against the, the, look at their record against other Power Five teams. Oh, so Louisville beating Indiana means that the ACC is good? That That, that is not, it's not how this works, all right? Four to okay. The ACC's their fourth and fifth place team. So right after Miami and Clemson, they had winning records in the ACC and were six and six. The league half of it was below sixty in the SP Plus Power Rankings. Do you know how many Power Five teams there are? Seventy. They they had a collection of some of the worst teams in Power Five that were Group of Five level bad throughout their entire conference. I'm trying to handicap Kentucky's bowl opponent, Clemson, and the Gator Bowl. They haven't played a top 50 offense in two months. Or No, actually, that was Florida State who hadn't played a top 50. They, they played uh, zero top 25 offenses in two months. Clemson also, uh, they haven't played any good offenses as of late either. But that's just because that's the ACC. It's a bad conference. It's bad football. When I watch ACC football – it resembles closer to what I watch at the group of five level than what I do at the power five level. The Sun Belt was better football played than the ACC championship game. It just was. And now you got to give that Florida State defense credit. They look good. Um, they, they play good against a Louisville team. But if Louisville could just make some plays in that game, they win. And I thought they made the play with the block punt and just Jack Plummer couldn't make any throws. He could not make one good play that entire night. He had an easy little cupcake that he Devin learied and threw it right into the dude's face. That would have been a huge game. And then the two passes, you got to give the Florida State guy great credit for getting that deflection on that one slant to Jamari Thrash. Um, but then the the interception to Gatewood, he threw that. I mean, just throw it, lead him, and that's a touchdown. He didn't trust the throw. Um, but, like, Jamari Thrash, the story for me of him all year is, like, 
Duke can't get open against legit power five talent. Like against good players, he looks like a Georgia State guy. And I know his hand bothers him or whatever. Dude just couldn't get open at all. Okay, same thing with a lot of those guys. Like they could not, they could not beat press man. And uh, Plummer just was swimming all night long against that Florida State team. They couldn't establish any sort of run game up the middle. That was impressive by Florida State's up front. It it honestly made me question UK's defense a little bit. Like that was a that's what we thought UK's defense was going to do against U of L. Instead, U of L had long sustained drives. They put up thirty one points against UK. Uh, that was maybe a little eye opening to like Kentucky's got a little ways to go defensively. Well, I, I think it says more about the secondary and you got to remember too how many Plummer had I want to say 50 non-sack rushing yards he got a lot of aggravating yards that kept drives alive because uh they only had uh like 180 on the ground at, at, probably if you take away the sacks and the Plummer yards it's probably like 130 of true rushing yards but to your point Florida State did just completely dominate them um uh, it was yeah, it was insane. I mean, they yeah. could not get anything up the middle whatsoever. And then I, I know there's some U of L fans, and they're kind of they didn't think Plummer had a good game by any means, but they can. Some of them are more willing to chalk it up to like he had no time. He was running for his life whenever he did have time. And yeah, he missed a few throws that would have been nice to have. But just the offensive line, they were the biggest failures of the offense, all things considered. I don't know if I totally disagree with that, but, man, Plummer just let you down time and time again. If you gave that guy a chance to let you down in a big game, uh, with the exception of maybe the Notre Dame game, it seemed like he did it. Well, but then again, it, like, their schedule was so bad that they still won, you know, 10 games. So the, I, I, I saw somebody who uh, is a very um, – very angry Louisville fan who is Jack Plummer, worst Louisville Cardinal quarterback of my lifetime. It's like, buddy, he's not that much different than Malik Cunningham. Like he's just, he's just a very average college quarterback. I mean, and the pro the problem is, uh, I mean, I think I, uh, J bone uh, or pal J bone said it best is that he's five passes average, one incredible pass. And then one that doesn't look like a PB quarterback would make it. And, he just didn't have any of those incredible plays. There was a couple times where he evaded pressure and made some decent scramble drill kind of moments, but it was pretty clear that that, that edge rush um, curse or whatever, it wasn't curse, but whoever that guy's name was, that dude kind of got in his head a little bit, future NFL draft pick. And, uh, you know, it, it helps when you got future NFL guys on your edge. Um, I, that's, that's kind of what – if there's one thing missing from the Kentucky defense, it's that bendy – Bendy future NFL player that just creates havoc on quarterbacks and gets in their head all day long because that's that's what happened to Plummer. He got rattled. He's an average quarterback. Um, and the I mean, you want to talk about another turn of events, TJ. That that's it goes back to our show last Monday where we got to talk about ruining Louisville season. I mean, they were going to the Orange Bowl. Same thing happened with the Houston game. I mean, I know Houston sent them spiraling quicker, but they were going to go to a New Year's Six. They ended up in the Citrus Bowl then. This time, they fall all the way to the Holiday Bowl, where they're going to play a USC team without Caleb Williams. So, at least it should be, I think, a fun opponent for them, and you would imagine they'd be able to, to score some points but um, against a non-Caleb Williams team. But talk about a <laughs> rough two weeks for Cards fans. Yeah, it really was. Uh, and I, I wonder, I've seen some just say exactly that, like 
my goodness, what what a change. Things were things were set up so nicely for us and, and not so much anymore. And then you'll get plenty that are doing the like still an amazing season, so much better than we thought. Future gonna be so bright. Probably truth somewhere in the middle between those two things. Like it still right. was a fun season, but uh, yeah, no, when when they were debating which one would you have rather won, the UK or the ACC championship game, Scoots, they just get a big old <laughs> instead. <laughs> that does, you know, that does stink that, like, they, they seem pretty locked into the Orange Bowl. Uh, yeah, you, you mentioned it last week. Yeah, you that was one where you were like, yeah, well, they got it. Not not so much not so much anymore. Suck at ACC. Uh, and- but that was that was part of it. Getting back to like what we started on, just uh, you you couldn't go from watching the Pac-12 on Friday night to that SEC game, and then you go right into the ACC championship game. And I know Louisville wasn't the team that was on trial for the final college football playoff spot, but watching Florida State, you, I, you understand third string quarterback. That's not a good spot to be in. They would be on their second string quarterback if they were to make it to the college football playoff game. But that just didn't look like a team that was at the same level. As some of those other games you saw. And I know that you could say there's some people that was, did you watch the Michigan game? Did they? Well, and they, they, but that's, that's that, another, that was, another that, that was like the that league, 50 to, that was like a 50. That was the equivalent of a 50 to nothing beat down being able to do that against Iowa. Yeah, it wasn't the most pretty thing in the world, but it was a game involving Iowa. Florida State could have looked solid against U of L. Kentucky, again, I know it's the third string quarterback, but Kentucky put up 38 points against that defense. Florida State scored one touchdown, and that would suck for U of L's defense that, like, you go out there and you only give up one touchdown and you still kind of lose comfortably. But I just don't know how I think that played a role, Roush. I think people nationally were watching the games this weekend and they just saw a different level of competition in that ACC game. And I know like ACC homers and butt slappers are listening to the show and probably saying, like, you all are just SEC bias. It just was not a fun game to watch. And nobody wanted to see more of that team play more football in regards to Florida State and the college football playoffs. So resumes aside, I still think they – I mean, Georgia is one of the best four teams in the country. But besides Georgia, they got yeah. the other best four teams. Well, so. the, 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 the thing, at least with Georgia, is that the SEC championship served as an elimination game. And I'm fine with that. Same thing with Ohio State, right? Like if they – this is set up to be an elimination game. They lost it. It happens. That's the argument Florida State fans might have. Um, but you know what? Here's the here's the problem with those idiots in the Atlantic Coast Conference. A bunch of idiots. A lot of morons. Dumb, dumb idiots. Do you know why we don't have a 12-team playoff this year, TJ? Why is that? Do you remember the Alliance? I do. I do. I remember uh, Wake Forest's little dweeb coach talking about an expanded playoff. When are they ever going to study? And I think the Pittsburgh coach also was a big goober in that whole thing as well. Exactly. So Greg Sankey gets Oklahoma and Texas and the other leagues are caught sitting on their hands. And the 12 team playoff is already it's it's going to start in 2023. But they decide. Oh no, this we can't let this happen. So we're going to start an alliance. And Andy Staples, he tweeted out the video of that press conference of those three goobers, the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the ACC commissioner. Kevin Warren left his job because he sucked at it so bad, he had to go to the Chicago Bears. George Kleevkov's out of a job because his league no longer exists. 
That's how bad he was. So who's left? Jim Phillips. What was that commissioner doing yesterday? He couldn't figure out where his teams were playing in bowl games. They didn't get decided till like 6 p.m. well after everybody else had their bowl games announced. I had to report that Kentucky was playing an ACC team in a bowl game. The Gator Bowl independently just said that Kentucky's playing an ACC team because they were sick and tired of waiting. It's their own fault they happened because Jim Phillips and those goobers who were so bad at their jobs said, you know what? We, we, we can't let this 12-team playoff happen. This is bad for the sport. Well, you reap what you sow. You would have had a Florida State team in a 12-team playoff, but instead you threw a hissy fit a couple years ago because somebody beat you. They were better at their job than you, and, and you lost. And now, you know what? You reap what you sow. You're the loser who's lost without a team in the playoff. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad this- that they had the, the stones to do it. I didn't think that they, they would. They, they did, and uh... – we this would have, have been a fun year for a 12-team playoff, though. I mean, it would have been a great year for it. it comes a, a year later. There, there's I still there's still a few people out there that like don't want a 12-team playoff. I, I just can't understand how you could see everything unfold the way that it did this weekend and not want that. I, it just uh, makes my brain hurt from time to time. But um, at the end of the day, we're going to get a really fun play. I don't think I don't know if a college football playoff has ever been more anticipated. Both games are going to be awesome. Michigan didn't want to go to New Orleans. I think we knew that. They get a yeah. choice. They still get, they, See, did they take no, that away? And that, that's what's bullcrap is that Washington should be the one seed going to the Rose Bowl. I mean, they have yeah. – they're, 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 the teams they beat – Michigan I, played two two good teams all year. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, was, I was surprised by it. But, uh, but that, that'll be fine. The Michigan, Alabama, and the Rose Bowl, that's going to be that's gonna be awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to Kentucky's bowl game. Uh, I do have a, a betting question for Scoots and Roush that uh, I, I made a smart bet. I can cash out. I'm curious your all's thoughts on it. We'll get to that when we return. Mm-hmm. Remember to start your week at Thornton's and become a Refreshing Rewards member. They'll ask for your number at the pump. You just punch it in. It takes five seconds, and boom, the savings right there instantly at the pump. You don't have to go inside, sign up for anything. Download it right on your phone, and then make sure you use it. Save money each and every time out of Thornton's. Uh, we'll get to some grab-and-go textures as well. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. We'll be right back. Okay. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Oh no! We suck again! Searching for you Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. All right, so I told you all that um, yesterday morning I made some college football playoff bets. I made three of them. I said that Florida State wouldn't get in, and that hit. I said Alabama would. (laughs) That did not hit. And then I made just like a – it was plus four – well, this was actually a Georgia national championship bet at plus 4,000, and I put like $5 on it. Um, But I put a more substantial bet – on Alabama Sunday morning, Alabama was plus five fifty to win. Oh, nice job, nice job! You got better odds than me. I 
I waited until I saw Michigan react to the news, and I just I got it at plus two fifty. Um, I did it before they were in the playoffs, so you were like making a you know a risky bet on if they'd bet. even be yeah if they'd even be in. So I, I I made it pretty sizable, knowing that if they were in, that there would be like a cash out option, just because DraftKings would know you'd get a better uh, a better better chance. All right, so I could cash out for about like a $200 profit just right now. Ooh. Yeah. Take it. Take it. Don't even, don't even think about it anymore. Take it. And then place another bet on Alabama. See here, here's, I think what the move is scoots is you cash out. Um, and you use some of that money to do a parlay for the college football semifinals. Yeah. I like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But then if I lose that, then like, I'm having this golden ticket for a chance for a really, really big payday. I mean, a nice payday. It, it, and don't we all think Alabama's probably going to win the national championship? Like, if we were all picking who no. we thought was going to win, yeah. I, I would pick Alabama. I, I would, too. My only worry would just be that, like, bad Jalen Milrow shows up, which there's a chance that happens, right? Like, you have to you roll the dice with that guy a little bit. Yeah, but you've been hating on Alabama a little bit now, and they, they've done nothing but just kind of – Find ways to win. I love that people are taking that Auburn game as like, they're not that good. See, they were lucky to beat Auburn. Well, put, I think Auburn, the, put Auburn with uh, with Florida State's schedule and they lose one game. The only thing that would worry me is, is just, it's actually less about the Michigan. It's, but like, I'm going through my head, like I'm, I'm talking to myself through all the steps. I mean, you trust Nick Saban against all of those coaches, right? Harbaugh hasn't won a playoff game. He's 0-2. Um, Kalen DeBoer, they, Washington's never been there. And they, they they did a great job and against Oregon, but how will they handle that stage? And then Sark. Sark got his one win, but wasn't that kind of his Super Bowl? Like, do you really think this that Texas can beat this Alabama team twice? So I think Texas it, and Washington could beat Alabama for what it's worth. Because nobody, yeah. as this season's gone on, and you saw it in the line with the Oregon game, nobody believes in this Washington team for whatever reason, and they just continue to find ways to win. And I don't, I don't see that stopping just because it's the playoffs and it's their first time there. I, I think you do have to ultimately. So. What what the the potential? You, you've already made two hundred dollars. Right. Uh, yeah. How much could you make if you I, win it, cash it out? I always I, always I always get weird about like saying the amounts. Just be like uh, you know. If you this know, and is, you also don't want to be. If, yeah. If this if this is a lot to you, this is a lot to me for what it's worth. This was like a this was a sizable bet, knowing I was basically betting just for Alabama to get in, and I knew that there'd be a cash out option, or I knew that potentially if I liked their matchup, if they were playing Washington in the first round, if Washington was the one seed like people thought, and it was Alabama Washington, I definitely wouldn't cash out for the semifinal game. I would let that because I, I would feel confident that Alabama would beat Washington with it being Michigan. If there is one team in the field that could beat Alabama, obviously Texas has, so they could as well, but I could worry about that in the championship game and, you know, cross that bridge when I got there. But Michigan, I think would have a, would have a chance if there's a year also to get Alabama, maybe this year. Um, so if it's a lot to you, this is a lot to me. If it's a little to you, that's great way to go. And uh, again, you know, bet responsibly uh, as we remind you each and every time that we talk about gambling here on Kentucky Roll Call. But it was a $250 bet. 
that I can cash out for a two hundred dollar gain. But if Alabama wins it all, I'll get sixteen fifty. Whoo! Yeah, that's tough. Um, that's tough. That's I see. The thing is, is I actually feel more confident about Bama versus Michigan than some of the other teams. I mean, Texas did beat them in their own stadium. Like, you know, if if you're a believer that Texas is a better team than Alabama, you do have quite the evidence to support your claim. And and the the part for me, though, is especially in that Michigan game, is that J.J. McCarthy just is falling off the face of the earth. And they've been beating teams by just putting them in the meat grinder. I think Alabama's built to be in the meat grinder, and Jalen Milrow can escape that, right? Like, he is – he's very good, you know? So, I – it, so I I think you do ride it out for at least that first game and then see how you feel. And then maybe even have a potential hedge situation too for the championship game as well. Uh, yeah. Well, I've got plenty of time to figure I, it out. I like, I like where you're at though. You're in that, a good spot. Yeah. That number's not going to change substantially one way or another. Uh, I mean, maybe if Milrow were hurt that, that I could get in trouble by waiting, but I could probably take this right up to kickoff of that semifinal game, which Roush, it stinks. I'm not a fan that this is going to be on new year's day and everybody's got to go to work the next day. That stinks. Who's got to go to work the next day. The second, everybody's going to have to go to work. The second, the, the normal American workforce is back at it. The second we'll be doing radio. The second. And oh, it's that part stink. sucks. But it's better when it's on New Year's Day, though. I'm, I don't, I'm, I don't I, you know, maybe, but like, it'd well, be better. Right. If, if we, now that we're old, I get it. Like, <laughs> okay. So New Year's Eve did stink when you were a kid because, like, you wanted to do New Year's Eve stuff. But, like, now you're right. Like, last year it was awesome watching them kick the ball as, like, the ball dropped. You know, that, that was cool. That was nice. That was fun. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a Monday, the first. Everybody's got to get back at it that Tuesday, the second. You'll get the Rose Bowl, which that'll be fun. Maybe families will get together, friends will get together for that. And then the Sugar Bowl, though, what is that not going to kick off to like 8 or 8.30? Yeah, Sugar Bowl is uh, 8, 8.30 kickoff every year. I'll have a one-way ticket to bed for that game. And I'm maybe lucky to stay up for it because you know how long college football games sometimes can go, although I have like the rule change this year. And uh, don't miss the freakouts early in the season when people are like, we changed the rules for this. I think it all worked out pretty well. Uh, And we found out where Kentucky's going to be in its bowl game, Roush. The Cats are going to the Gator Bowl. And I'm ecstatic. So, there was a clear consensus for the last two, three weeks that Duke's Mayo Bowl was the most likely option. But Florida and South Carolina not becoming bowl eligible limited the SEC's pool, like the the field. Louisville falling out of the playoff picture and the ACC only getting one team in the New Year's Six, it allowed Ole Miss to stay in. I was worried that this wouldn't be possible because I thought that Oklahoma would have a better uh, – like that, that. that's one thing about us getting all mad about number four. The playoff committee, I think, screwed up with the number one seed that Washington should have got it. And I also thought Oklahoma's only – they were a one-loss team. They beat Texas. If you think Texas had the best win of the year, Oklahoma beat that team. But they kept Ole Miss at 11 and Oklahoma at 12. That meant four SEC teams 
in the New Year's Six slash playoff with Alabama, Georgia, Missouri, and Ole Miss. So everybody essentially got to move up a slot. They only had four SEC teams for six games. Liberty Bowl is always the first one that gets left out. And then there was another one who was like, well, what's it going to be? Duke's Mayo, they were happy to make a trade, especially with the Big 12 conference that had uh, too many bowl teams and not enough bowl tie-ins. And so the Gator Bowl became available. The Cats were able to move up. They can go to Jacksonville. Um, I know that – Moving on up, moving on up. So the the big thing, too, is we we heard going into the weekend that if Georgia won, it was going to be Virginia Tech and the Dukes Mayo, and if Alabama won, it was going to be Duke. And neither of those games did it for me for two reasons. One, if it's Duke, you got to deal with the basketball school crap, and then nobody gives you credit for beating a team without a coach, right? You're in kind of a no-win situation. Two, Virginia Tech and the Dukes Mayo Bowl is literally the same game we played five years ago. And I'm fine with going to the same location, but just a, a different team, please. Mm-hmm. The Gator Bowl, you've been there three times. This will be the third time since 16. But the last one was COVID, and nobody could go, myself included. That didn't even feel like it actually happened. That's a game you everybody forgets about. And then the other time you went, it was your first bowl game, and you were playing a triple option team. So now it feels like you get to go you, – you actually get to enjoy it. It's later in the week, so you aren't having to bolt the day after Christmas to get there. Uh, and two or three, you get to play a big name. You get to play Clemson. And TJ, time and time and time again, Kentucky has been in these bowl games playing teams that either nobody cares about or you don't get any sort of tertiary benefit if you record the win. If you would have beat Northwestern in the Music City Bowl, like, oh, who cares? It's Northwestern. A lot can be said about Iowa, that Georgia Tech triple option team. The only time Kentucky's beaten a brand name in a bowl game or even played one, they they beat Penn State on ABC in the Citrus Bowl, capping off the best season ever. You won't get best season ever if you beat this Clemson team, but they are beatable. Granted, they do have a really good defense, and it's probably going to be a slobber knocker. I made my first wager as soon as that line came out, got in on the under because their defense is awesome. But you have a chance to, to beat a team that's been a perennial playoff contender. This isn't the same team that went to four playoffs in five years between 15 and 19. I guess it'd be four and six, technically. But you got a chance to go and beat Dabo's goober ass in a bowl game, noon kickoff in Jacksonville. I'm I'm excited. I couldn't be happier with the way things turned out. Everybody, everybody is welcome. I, I jinxed it up in a major way saying that there was like UK was disgustingly locked into the Duke's Mayo Bowl and there's nothing we could do about it <laughs> and what happens they're not in the Duke Mayo Bowl like, yeah. you also have to wonder did Mitch Barnhart see my tweet and say like oh man we got to get out of this game whatever we do uh potentially and also if you're Duke's Mayo you ended up with a fine bowl like UNC West Virginia's fun uh-huh. fun enough you know West Virginia they're they're a real rowdy fan base so you'll have a good time You'll have a good time with those folks as well. It was a win-win for everybody. Uh, I I'm excited about what was what was the opening line and what was the total. Uh, forty-seven and a half was the under that I got, and you can get it either mm. seven or seven and a half. Uh, seven on FanDuel, seven and a half on DraftKings. Clemson is the favorite. Um, if the quick handicapping on them though, the offense is still bad. They hired a new offense coordinator that's supposed to change things, but they kept the rest of the staff. So nothing really changed. They lean heavily on Cade Klubnick. They have, or excuse me, Will Shipley, their running back. 
Klubnik has the worst yards per attempt in the entire ACC. Um, but their defense, they've got a couple first-round draft picks. Their cornerback is a top 15 guy. They have the second most picks in the ACC, top 15 in the country. The defense is very, very good. Um, so I and, – and really a lot of their game comes down to the run game. So that's why I'm early in on under 47 and a half. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll obviously handicap the game a lot more as it gets closer. But the long and short of it is Clemson's defense is very good. And they're very good at limiting explosive plays. That's what Kentucky does well. You've got to – You've got to have this passing game work because without Ray Davis, he was, I mean, he was your most valuable player um, for this season and you're not going to have him in the bowl game. So fortunately though, you will at least have Devin Leary. He said as much two weeks ago. I don't think he's going to go back on that. And as somebody pointed out on KS board, there's something about like his, he didn't have his two best productive production games, but Kentucky's two and oh playing game teams that Devin Leary played a year ago or at least played previously in his career. Leary's got wins over Clemson, so let's go ahead and get another one, Mr. Leary, Mr. Leary. Let's go get another one. Can Is Ray sure? Like, he doesn't want to play? This is going to be fun. He didn't really ever – like, did he get a chance to ever play in a bowl game? Uh, he did not, uh, but I did confirm with UK if, if players are declaring for the draft that that's their nice way of opting out. Well, what can – like, let's change, change of heart. Redeclare <laughs> for the team. I think I've declared for the team. I, I sadly, um, I think he, the Clemson defense they're they're not the number one defense like Iowa was last year, but they're thirteenth right now. I, I think you might even be less likely, um, knowing what you're going up against, the hits you might potentially take, and that's why I don't anticipate there will be more opt outs. I don't think it was like if you were going to do it, it what your reasons aren't dependent on the bowl, the team you're playing. Uh, if you're going to have any more opt-outs, it's because the portal is open today, TJ. And um, you've already gotten seven Kentucky Wildcats throw, at least either say they're in the portal or actually put their names in as grad transfers. Probably like three or four before – three or four more, I would expect. Um, but by the time the bowl game ends, you get another wave. And by the time spring practice ends, you get another bump. I was thinking around 15 or so uh, total for the whole entire year. So, yeah, I, that's three or four now, three or four after the bowl, and then three or four at the bowl game. I don't think my math – my math makes that larger, but you kind of get the range I'm looking at here. Um, but, yeah, portal, portal is popping. Um, Kentucky's already got a couple kids from Indiana. Who's your dingus? We're going to – Steal your left tackle and steal your best wide receiver. They're visiting next weekend. Donovan McCulley and Carter Smith. Hmm. We'll see. Scoots has been adamant that he he has hasn't liked that receiver and really hasn't liked that right tackle. Definitely have not liked the right tackle, but the receiver he was okay. Well, was yeah. I mean, Donovan McCulley is going to the NFL draft next year, so yeah, he's big body. Scoots, what do you think about uh, UK in the Gator Bowl? uh, I think it that I've heard that too many times in my life, right? Isn't, isn't that one of the most common bowls that they're in? Isn't this the, what, third or fourth time in the last 20 years they've played in that? 
well, the music, uh, the music city bowl, I think is the bowl that I is associate most with UK, but in the Stoops era, Gator bowl. Yeah. You yeah, know what I, right you that. know what I actually think about? I, I love when they are in the Gator bowl because my aunt and uncle that live down there, my uncle's a big Kentucky fan. So every time they play in the Gator bowl, he gets to go. So I'm happy for so, him. Roush, I, I think I made like a, a little joke, a hilarious joke as I so often will do. About like, hey, we we may go to the Orange Bowl for for U of L. You know, it's funny when it's a fun vacation for U of L. We seem to make those work. We're talking about we're talking about Jacksonville. Oh, okay. We're not ta- we're not talking about San Diego for the Holiday Bowl. Although well, I, I, I I want to go to San Diego and like you know well, I've been to all the day. other the day what's, man. What, what's wrong? Oh, just the midweek sort of deal. The t- yeah. Well, just the 27th, you're going out there the day before, which is also the day after Christmas, so it's probably a nightmare at airports. Um, I don't you could know go if- day of. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think San Diego, like that part of it is a lot of fun. And the Holiday Bowl, is uh, it's a timeless name. And that's the thing I, do, I like about the Gator Bowl, too. I mean, this is the 79th one. It's one of the oldest bowl games there is. So it's good that you're playing in that and not the 68 Ventures Bowl. Or the Pop Tarts Bowl, right? Or the uh, a bowl with a bunch of mayo. Mayo is disgusting. I feel like we don't talk about that enough. It's really, yeah, really and you gross. you would have been really grossed out about the content I would be producing at the Mayo Bowl too. I mean, you would just be absolutely disgusted. I'm I'm happy about it. I just I, I don't know. And if they played North, I don't. You just it didn't seem like they were going to get a decent matchup in the Mayo. Yeah, in the Duke's that, Mayo that's Bowl. part of it too. Yeah. But Clemson, that's a big name. You're playing in Florida. I, I don't really think with the season Kentucky had, they really deserved to have like a Florida bowl game against a marquee name. But you lucked your way into that. So let's go yeah. out there and win it and just finish the year with back to back wins over ACC opponents. That that would be a lot of fun. Uh, I would be all for that. Let's try to get to some of the morning grab-and-go textures. Uh, Texter says, what's disappointing? Uh, I, or, Roush, go ahead. I was sorry. just going to say, I did at one point, TJ, when I was making a sandwich, took a spoonful of mayo to be like, all okay, right, what am I going to – what am I dealing with here that I'm going to have to be uh, – you know, I like mayonnaise by itself, not good. Well, <laughs> let's keep that energy for the Gator Bowl. Let's eat some Gator. Gator Dude, is a delicious gator. meat. It's one of my hey. favorite meats. Here's one thing you have to consider, too. Um, I'm going to try to talk my wife into letting me do this. And, uh, yes, I said that out loud. Uh, yes, and that's very much a true thing. But the Jags play at home December 31st. So I would I would love to be able to do a little double dip, go to a Jags game, Josh Allen, Luke Fortner. So you could, if you want to give it a go, you can pull off the two for Big Blue Nation. Yeah, that would that would be that'd be pretty sweet. We would probably look to go drive down Thursday. I, the, the thing is, flying into Jacksonville not easy. Oh, there's no directs or anything. I don't That's think there's directs. It's just kind of and it's expensive. And then fly or driving eleven hours is kind of right there on that verge where like yeah, it's just a little too long. But I think we'd probably split it up. Go down Thursday, game on Friday, try to get back Sunday or something. I don't know. I think it's doable. If you um, and that, split it up, Savannah or Charleston, you, you can take away that goes that route. So you can do like a night in one of those towns. And those are cool. Fun too. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Uh, all right. Sorry, Texter. Roush cut you off. We will get yep. back to you. Hour two. We'll talk about the basketball game. That stunk. We all should be disappointed with that. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Okay. 
Over? You say over? I heard of that lady! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. You can get KRC anywhere you get your podcast. Text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I'd have to imagine that text line is going to bring up a lot of points that we will probably mostly agree with, maybe some that we'll disagree with regarding UK's stunning loss to UNC Wilmington on Saturday. Wasn't wasn't good. So we're going to get to that. But before we do, Roush, just opening thoughts on, on UK losing to the Seahawks. I don't think very many people care. And I mean that in a – like people just didn't care about this basketball game. Um, I think a lot of folks forgot it happened um, or it was happening. If you look at just site, traffic numbers – People watch it like it was everything was way down and there was a lot happening. I even dozed off for like I, I woke up from my afternoon nap after a kid's birthday party and it was eight minutes into the game and Kentucky was already down eight. So like it's it's very odd because I, I think for most folks we've already we know how good this team can be. We expect a slip up or two. Didn't really the only part that I'm disappointed is they made that run in the second half to turn the tide, but they just couldn't, just couldn't keep it, you know. They just yeah, I, I thought they were they were safe then. I thought they were going to be all right. I didn't think that they were going to like pull away and win by twenty, but I thought it was going to be maybe a buffer zone game, like up seven. They'd maybe like cut it to three or four and get tight, but then UK'd get back up by seven or eight or so. Didn't happen. I was surprised by that as well. Um. Scoots, you want to you want to take a, a stab at just your overall thoughts? I don't know if you got to see it or the game or not. I know you're a busy, busy man. I no did not thoughts. get to see it, but from the sounds of it, it sounds like I need to issue another apology because I said, maybe ignorantly on Friday, that Kentucky doesn't need DJ Wagner to win a game like this. But from everything I read, it seems like Kentucky needed DJ Wagner to win a game like this. They did, but that doesn't mean your point was wrong. They shouldn't need DJ Wagner to win okay. a game like that. But you're right that they did. Uh, and I don't, and it is what it is. I hate even saying the sentence because I don't, it doesn't change my, my stance on the game. I don't think they lose that game with DJ Wagner. And I think we saw the value yeah, of DJ Wagner, either. his ability just to get inside a defense, break them down. The, again, I, all these pieces are important for this UK. The, the puzzles, all the pieces are, are important to this puzzle. But he is maybe the most important piece. We're going to learn as we go. Things are going to change. Um, this is chapter two of this UK season. We said it's going to be a three-chapter year. This is chapter two. Chapter two is off to a terrible start. It's not good at all. I don't like it. <laughs> and I, I, is, is it really chapter two though? Just is it, it is just because Bradshaw, Bradshaw came back. Yeah, it's that's chapter two. Well, I mean, so my I, here's the thing with Bradshaw though. Like, can we even take anything from that? He did hit the over, as I suspected. I can we like take anything from how we played, what he played, how they used him? Like, I just don't. the The only part that I think is worrisome is that you've got twice in two weeks where 
Kentucky's had one of these mid-major teams go down to the wire. They beat St. Joe's in overtime. They've lost this game. And I I just think big picture wise, the the biggest problem is their their vulnerability. They're so bad defensively that if they are not producing the same offensive clip, like they're just vulnerable to get beat, right? Like so uh, Cal in his post game press conference made it clear that getting better defensively is the solution. Um, but also like what can they get that much better? No, that's a it's totally fair question. I, I think that the St. Joe's game in this game, what we learned is there's just not a lockdown defender and maybe, maybe somebody grows into that. Maybe DJ Wagner would have been a big help defensively. I think he would have been a, a more of a help on the offensive side of the ball, but maybe he, he certainly would have had his fair chances to try to stop the Tarzarian white fella. He, he was good. You, everybody had a chance on him and nobody could get an answer, which is, that's probably my, my big, my two biggest takeaways is one part of the reason the offense looks so good when it looks so good is because DJ Wagner's the one making defenses collapse. And then at that point, it's just like dominoes. You make one pass and then they're on ice skates, the rest of the possession. DJ Wagner's the one who gets that going. Reed Shepard could not get it going. And then my second biggest takeaway is, yeah, I just don't think this team's going to have a lockdown defender. And I think once you have a reliable rim protector, and we're not going to say just 13 minutes of Bradshaw is going to determine if he's going to be a rim protector or not. We didn't – it was decent, but it didn't really – it wasn't really game-changing in the way that we maybe would hope. But, again, it was his first time playing. He's got to have time to kind of blend in and, and get things going there. But those are the those are the two things. DJ Wagner, he's got to be playing. He's got to be breaking down defenses. And then on UK side of the defense, just going to be probably another year with no lockdown dude. And that's disappointing. Maybe that changes. I don't think so. But so be it. You're just going to have to outscore teams. And you should outscore teams. You probably should put up more than 80 points at home against the Seahawks when you're averaging what, like 90 a game? And I've got issues with Cal in this game. Um, but again, it's like Roush. I hate that we have to say this, but you do just in this fan base. Like we can be critical of Cal and still be appreciative. Like of yeah, him. yeah, no, yeah. You, just because you have a criticism, like I'm going to have criticisms for Justin Edwards, doesn't mean that I don't think he's exactly be a good player. You're taking yeah. this game by game, you got to talk about the games as they happen. Yeah, but a, a few different things. Like, did you want to commit to Bradshaw or or no? And if you did, I, I don't like. I think you could have been okay with that, but instead I think you just did the worst of everything where it was just, you tried to figure out if he could get going and then you'd bring him out and then you'd put him back in again. Cause foul trouble ended up being a thing in this game. I, I feel like the Bradshaw stuff, Cal messed up. I think part of it was he probably thought this game wouldn't be super close and he could get away with it. And then ended up saying, okay, well now we can't put him out there. This game's too tight. And then you kind of needed to because of foul trouble it was on, off, on, off with Bradshaw. I think it hurt the team. I, I, I disagree with the way that that was handled, but I can at least understand it. And then Roush, I, I think it was. I mean, you Cal can't go out there and guard that dude, but you could have tried a few different things. You could have doubled him just off the dribble. He he got to a point where he wasn't so concerned White with pulling up from three, although he did hit one. But it was more. I just need he had a little Shea Gilgis Alexander to his game. And what I mean by that isn't that like he is that type of player. He's going to go star for the thunder or anything like that. 
he was shifty without it being overly dramatic and how he was doing things. He would turn a corner and you'd be like, wait, you were just defending him. How did you let him get that angle? And then you were just beat at that point because Kentucky didn't have a rim protector and he knew how to get people on his hip and just get where he needed to on the floor, not by overpowering people. And he was quick, but it wasn't just by blatant speed necessarily. It was weird to see. And it was disappointing that UK didn't have an answer for him. But Cal could have done different things there when they bring over the, and they tried it a couple of times, when they bring over the pick, commit to the double team. Don't just commit to the double team for like three seconds to try to spook them. Stay committed to it. You had to try to speed them up or just get the game sped up. And Cal refused to do it by playing a little conservatively defensively. UK would still go for steals and stuff like that. But they, you know, you could have trapped him. And yeah, that would have left somebody else open. Maybe that gets you burnt from the three pointer. But you know what? I got sick and tired of watching that dude score every other possession. You should have tried something different. That ticked me off. And another way that you could have picked up the pace. I'm a, yeah, I'm a big Reed Shepard guy. I don't have major issues with the way that he played on Saturday. You know, how could you? He put up 25 points. Uh, the turnovers were whatever. Did he force a few shots? Yeah, but he kind of had to. Roush, what I would have done differently, get Dillingham to try to play like Wagner. Let Dillingham bring the ball up the court. Let him try to race for the elbow and let Reed play off the ball. Bringing Reed, having Reed bring up the ball was Cal's way of basically – and I hate that I'm using this phrase because I don't really buy into this wholeheartedly, but just for argument and time's sake, it allowed Cal to revert back to his old style of basketball, which which can be successful and which can win and which can score points, but it's just slow developing. And Reed isn't the fastest dude in the world. Is he a gym rat? Sure. Is he a coach's son? Absolutely. Is he going to be the first one in, last one to leave? Probably. All those things apply, but he's not the fastest dude on the court. And in a game that I just feel like the only UK's only answer was to try to get things going I mean, and speed things up. I feel like you glued your shoes to the court, the new, beautiful new court with Reed, who is really good, had a huge game. UK probably gets blown out embarrassingly, even more embarrassingly, if Reed doesn't play the way that he did. I just would have had him off the ball and let Dilly try to speed things up and get that game a little bit more chaotic, which would have benefited Kentucky. You know, but, you know what it tells you though, TJ. Yeah. Yeah, what he doesn't trust Dilly or what? Yes, yes. Yeah. Dillingham played 24 minutes. It was the fewest. He was really of, bad, by the way. I mean, he was bad. Six, yeah, like that's what I mean. Like he was bad. And and I and I think that's just a byproduct of yes, you can. Like this is this is the we just saw the four of the Kentucky backcourt. You don't have DJ Wagner out there. You've got a bad night from Rob Dillingham, and like that's just what we're going to deal with sometimes with Dillingham, right? Like you you kind of roll the dice with him. Um, he's inconsistent. He's streaky. To go back to the defense, I think he can eventually become a pretty decent defender. But you, you are right in that the, the part that disappointed me the most, because um, I expect the bad defense. But with with Dillingham playing poorly and with DJ out, Reed's great at making some good passes, but he doesn't break down a defense in the same way. So Kentucky mm-hmm. shot less threes. They shot. They were averaging twenty-seven a game. They only shot seventeen, and I felt like the three of them were in the final minute of the game in desperation time. Like they just quit shooting threes. You got to shoot threes. You're a three-point shooting team. You have to keep shooting threes, and you also can't be the team that turns it over a bunch. You haven't been that team, and you had nine in the first half. I mean, it's just you. you it was it was everything you hadn't done up to this point. You really just kind of 
did it you it all combined to create a big damn mess against it was a bad team. game it was a bad yeah. game and also how many shots just went in and out like how many toilet yeah. bowl shots were there layups and three-pointers wow. alike it was just like you could feel it at different times that it was like oh man is it one of these nights it kind of feels like one of these nights Dillingham and, had one of those um and then when you came on those. that run at the second half i was like okay maybe it's not going to be one of those nights this this is and then you quickly just fell right back into it. Some of the shot, I mean, some of the defense they played on White was good defense. It wasn't all just like breakdown. Some of it was good defense, and he just hit really tough shots. These nights can happen. I'm not excusing it away. That's disappointing. It really does just kind of wipe away the Miami game for you. I think it's a good reminder that this team, while it can be explosive and good and a lot of fun to watch, their chapter two is going to be as uncertain at times as chapter one, at least at the beginning of chapter one, this is uh we're not there yet. I think would be a good way to put it, but it doesn't seem like anybody in college basketball is. And that's, that's got to count for something. I know a lot of UK fans only look at this as like looking in the mirror at ourselves. That's usually the way we operate on this radio show. And like, again, credit to credit to UNC Wilmington. They were great. Like they played really well. That's a huge game. They, they're going to win their conference. They're a solid little team. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to them. Kentucky still needed to find ways to to win that game. But everybody in college basketball well, is losing. It's happening all across the board. That that that's a a nice. You don't want to completely spin zone it, but um, you know, I think from the start of last week until like between AP polls, I want to say that seven top 25 teams lost to unranked opponents. Mississippi State did yesterday to Southern. Um, that was the most recent one. Um, I, I forget some of the. Let's ones not for, about let's too. not forget Purdue, Roush. That was a good time. Yeah, that was the big one. That was Purdue. a good time. Northwestern. That was a good game. It was a good game. Yeah, uh, it was just a that was a weird game for Kentucky. Roush talked about how few threes Kentucky shot, and then nearly a third of them coming from Justin Edwards, which zero of those went I mean, in. And and he had a couple toilet bowls, but my just overall big thing is like we need to see. All right, like it's it's been seven games. We we have at least in DJ's case before the injury, he was doing some good things, and you he had that big pop right. He had the twenty eight point game. Is Justin Edwards actually making progress? Because he, I'm not I'm not sounding the alarm yet, but like you're six foot eight, and you got this guy shooting over you, who's four or five inches shorter than you. You got to at least be able to use your length to affect some shots. You got to be able to finish at the rim. That his inability to finish at the rim. There was one time during that run, they throw the lob up to him, and he just doesn't. I mean, they were going to take the lead on a lob to Justin Edwards at the rim in transition, and dude just missed the layup. Like, how, buddy, you're at the rim. How can you be this bad at the rim? He's got some like uncertainty there. You just, I think getting stuffed by the rim is probably playing in his head a little bit. But you just need to be a yeah. monster down there. Go finish everything, slam everything in, leave no doubt on all the balls. And dunk him in, uh, five of twenty-three. Him and Dillingham in that game, and then Trey Mitchell wasn't very good, and he missed some important free throws down the stretch. It it was just if you wonder why UK lost, it, it really was no surprise. You you shot poorly. You didn't hit many threes. You didn't take as many threes. Trey Mitchell, a guy that you expect to be more experienced, um, he struggles a little bit. Antonio Reeves, another experienced dude, he fouls out. You're not able to get him on the floor as much as you'd like in those situations. It was kind of a perfect storm for an upset, and we're all bummed out by it. Uh, 
I, I that's not a that's not a good loss. Um, it, it's not. And I, th- what's going to suck, TJ, is the net rankings are going to come out today. And oh gosh, yeah. And like the Miami is going to be like a quad three win. Uh, they're not going to be high on it. I mean, hell, they're going to be in the same company as UNC Wilmington. So it's not great, but I do think that hindsight will be somewhat generous. Um, you're like, oh, well, they just lost to an App State team. App State upset somebody the day after the Kentucky thing, too. I want to say, uh, who did App State was, was, beat? They beat somebody good. But Auburn? Yes. Yeah, yeah, App State upset Auburn. The, so, like, there's just a lot of um, – Kentucky is at least not alone. Um, but – it's abundantly clear now, and I, 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 my mind didn't change by the Miami game, but it is abundantly clear if you thought that. I mean, we're going to have some ups and downs here, right? Like this is, this is how the season's yeah. going to work. I just, I, the, the disappointing part is that they couldn't overcome. Like they, when they made that run, they didn't just put their foot on the gas. That's the part that's disappointing. They had that moment there. We've seen that game play out time and time again, but. Dillingham and Reed have been your two best players at this point. Dillingham played poorly. Edwards and DJ were the two guys who you thought were going to be your best players this year. You didn't have DJ and Edwards played bad. I mean, that's uh, that's that's the game right there, man. That's yeah, the game. yeah. And again, Cal's best teams. It seems like they. If hey, we got to go stop a dude. One guy's kind of lighting us up. Let's find a way to slow him down. Seems like somebody will answer the call for UK right now. Uh, they have not had somebody do that and that's a little concerning big picture stuff all right let's try to get to these morning textures what's disappointing to me is cow reverted back to his old ways with the offense mid-range jumpers it's becoming and again you know like it's not some of those shots should have gone in though they were open shots taken by players that we all felt good about you just have to make them but I, i think he set a tone by having reed bring the ball up that was just not a good overall base for uk's offense i think dillingham while maybe he would have made a few more mistakes I th- I think he just would have gotten things going downhill a little bit better than Reed would have. And Reed's good off the ball, too, so you're not taking anything away from him, I don't think, either. But just one person's opinion. It's becoming evident that no matter what the roster looks like, Calipari is going to mess it up. He didn't have DJ Wagner. Let's chill out. This is definitely an overreaction text <laughs> for it not coming during Saturday. This was coming this morning. Not only this, but our defense is very concerning, and that's Cal's fault for once again falling short on building a roster to put us in the position to win. It's honestly sad he continues to trick the fan base like we have any chance of winning with him as that coach. I'm ready to move on from this door-to-door vacuum salesman. Oh, okay, man. So that person just, it's just a got an texture, And both are just super anti-Cal. So yeah. I'll never get over the fact he didn't play Dante Allen when he was the one person to put us in the best position to win. Wait, is that an actual – oh, so that, that was, was his previous – Yeah, oh, so I think it's so just, they just... A, just a Cal troll. Yeah. yeah. Scooch, your girl hit me up yesterday wanting to go golfing. Annie texted me by accident. She seemed so sweet. I don't understand. Because you got tricked into some girl thinking that. Oh, you that. Girl. Okay. You, yeah, I got you. How did, <laughs> how did Amy. Go with back to Scoots getting almost. Oh, Amy. How, how did it go with your, that one girl? The, you know, the will they, won't they girl? It was good. Um, yeah, Ooh. no, it was really good. I, um. So under was, the mistletoe? It was a little awkward. So during our Friendsgiving, my, my one of my buddies, or my buddy who hosts this thing, he's gotten 
close with uh, some of our high school friends recently, and one of them just happens to be one of my ex-girlfriends. So that made it a little awkward. She was there on Saturday. Haven't seen her Whoa. in probably 15 years. So her and her husband were there. But no, it was good. We had we had a good time. We ate a lot of food, played Cards Against Humanity, and I, I so I told you all how she always smokes us every year, right? That would not have been the case this year, but every freaking time I picked her card. Every time. I probably gave her 15 of those freaking black cards. I would change up. I would change up. I would change up my strategy and I would go like off the wall and pick something different and it'd be hers every freaking time. And so finally I just looked at her. I was like, I don't know if you just get my sense of humor or what, but I'm sick and tired of picking your cards. But no, it's fun. We had a good time. Wow. Great move picking Kim- her card intentionally. Yeah. Well chemistry. done on that. Yeah. Um, the chemistry's there. Well, and, well, she picked mine more times than not, too. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I've I got the- – I think that's the – I think that's now the third or fourth time I've played Cards Against Humanity when she was involved. So, I'm, I'm starting to put it all together now. The so puzzle's yeah, coming any, together. Is there any next step? Are we going to – I don't know. I don't know. She's, so she's got a nine-year-old daughter, and full disclosure, that girl drove me absolutely nuts on Saturday. Like, she just needed to be settled down about 14 notches. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could put up with a nine-year-old daughter. She's got she's to gotta mature first a little bit. I mean, Girls will do that. It, it's it's a it's a nine year old kid at a party full of adults. That like, she was yeah. literally, Ralph. She was literally. <laughs> like that's, that's what nine year old kids do. They she, try to get attention. She got a one of the other. She got one of the other kids involved, and they were we're just all sitting there playing cards. There was a euchre game going on, our Cards Against Humanity game going on, and her and this other little girl are just stomping around the room, putting their hands up in the air. What were they saying? Um, something like. We're silly adults and drink too much beer. We're silly adults and drink too much beer. And I was like, yeah, that's, oh, my that's what God. Nine-year-old dudes, it was, dude, so it was driving yeah. me nuts. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. handle it. But uh, you wouldn't have to worry about changing diapers or anything. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And like seven, seven, eight years, the potential TV situation. I thought you were a big kid guy, Scoots. I thought your name on the dating websites was a little kid lover. I, I whoa, hold up. First of all, not true. I'm not on the Rutherford show. That's what one of their texters would say. Um, but no, I, I do generally like kids. I just like kids that are calm, not I don't know. And then they don't like kids. Shut the hell up. (laughs) And then then, shut their mouth every once in a while. And then half the time we were playing this card game. Her daughter's sitting there right beside her, and she's begging her the whole time. Like, hey, can you go play with the other kids? Because you all know Cards Against Humanity. Some of those answers are you, – you don't want kids oh, yeah. hearing those. So, appropriate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she hung out for probably 30, 45 minutes watching us play the game. That was kind of uncomfortable. Well, that sounds like a great weekend. It sounds fun. like steps were made in the right direction. Yeah. I, I love the, the comedy line that you dropped to her, like letting her – hey, we share – some some general interest uh which had which brings me to uh, gosh I, excuse, I, i've got more questions but i don't want i don't want to feel like you're you're we're prying too much um scoots i had my wife in tears which was good but at the expense of a big stinky fart on my front porch i i very much enjoyed that uh, lengthy tweet Mr. Sports. Wait, what happened? That, I really did not know where it was going. And I, I I just enjoyed that the punchline was you just 
dude just basically farted on you. Yeah. Didn't fart on you, but like that was the interaction was just a fart. I mean, I can't, I can't even, uh, if you would like to retell the story by all means, but like having that be the only thing of substance in that entire interaction. Let's get the cliff notes version. It's not, it's on, it's on Twitter. It's not that, it's not that long, but it is, it is a longer, but I had to, I had to get everybody like there. I needed everybody in my foyer opening that door to the South Bend Slayer fumbling my bag of food, making weird comments about my Christmas lights being like, you trying to be seen by satellites and me be like, uh, maybe just Santa Claus. And then like also me being like, at this point, I don't want like Lucy's, I can tell like running up on the door and I'm like, I don't want this guy seeing I have a cute, adorable daughter. Geez. So like, you know, and then, so I, the vibes are already off and then he just. <laughs> didn't even acknowledge it. Hands over the food. There you go, boss. You're all set. And then like, as he turns around, that's when I get like hit with the smell and it's almost like injected directly up my nostrils. It smelled horrible. <laughs> I couldn't believe he did that. I couldn't believe he did that. I was so flabbergasted, Roush. I mean, I, on the one hand, like, you know, that's pretty embarrassing to have a guy come up to your own stoop and just take a poop. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, it's clear that that person has no social skills, and that's why they're doing what they're doing. The, the thing is, though, is if you are yeah. that – bad at I'm sure there's some people that drive doordash that or grubhub or whatever that have great social skills i mean but your description of him tj did he look like a guy that had social skills no no it didn't and honestly it like made me it could have slipped out older people it happens i mean even younger people accidentally will have a make i tell a that to my wife all the time like it, yeah. it happens from time to time but this definitely like it, it had it had a little spunk to it like it definitely seemed like he wanted this to happen at this moment i don't know Older people are the best. They shoot off machine guns. Uh, this one was just a one pew, a one pew poo. I just love too that the guy who, like, you would think you would look at the instructions. I would think most Ordash people would do that because they don't want, they don't want to. I wouldn't want to interact. And that's with a whole other thing too. Is like that, that's he, the part that's weird about it. All was it premeditated? He went out of his way to have this social interaction that was completely unnecessary yeah was it premeditated and honestly i like i didn't do i never do this but it's dark it's sometimes hard to see addresses so i did like text him on the app being like we're the ones we we've got our christmas decorations are on because at that time the other neighbors weren't we were only the, the only house that had them on and I guess maybe that's why are you trying to be seen by satellite comment? I don't know. I don't know. It was a weird, it was a weird night. Uh, we did eat the food though. Although we did like talk about it. Well, you actually we, talked about not eating it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like if the guy's willing to just like purposely. Yeah. But you got to realize every, like you take that risk every time you have somebody make your food that it's just going to be gross. Yeah. But so, then they don't hand it to you. And then as they hand it to you, look you in the eye and then just fart. Like that's not a normal thing either. Yeah, but uh, so this could have been this could have been an abnormal experience. I just at least like all the bags are always sealed when they do those, right? They were they sealed. The everything looked fine on it. Yeah. I don't think anything happened, but you just really never know. Uh, another texter on the Thornton's text line says, "Also, okay, uh, Alex from Colga here. Give me Kyle McCord or give me death. And if I remember correctly, him and Liam Cohen are from around the same area and." 
Am I reaching? Sure. But it, if it happens, go ahead and book those tickets to Atlanta. Also, while my texts have been few, my listening has been plenty. Hopefully I make it into the grab and go texters for the first time. Hope you all have a great, great week. Hope you do too, Alex from Colga and everything in Colga is going well. You did it. Made the first texter segment. Woo. Um, I will say, um, uh, that I just completely blanked on whatever Alex from Colga said. McCord. Just... We, I, I wanted oh, to take Ma- on this anyway. So McCord. So he was my Brock Vandergriff of the last transfer portal cycle. Well, if they don't get him, Kyle McCord, Kyle McCord. Um, I've already seen rumors that it's Oregon for him. I, I don't, I don't know about any of that, but that the, the connections, all that he was 11 and one as a starter. I think you can do much worse than getting the former Ohio State starting quarterback. So, yeah, um, I, I think there's that's definitely a guy on the board that you got to keep an eye on. Um, my boss has alluded to knowing a name that he can't share. I don't know the name. Um, I, I don't know. Don't know it. Um, I'll probably find out within the next week or so. Uh, from somebody around the program. But I, uh, yeah, they're probably going to get a pretty good quarterback in the portal. I also know a name, but it cannot say it. But I will let you all know when I can. (laughs) Another texter. uh, We'll do one more and then maybe we hit a break. I hope they do. Like This is a big spot, and this is why you get paid the big bucks, and it sounds like UK is throwing around pretty big money, so you got to make sure you, you get the right person. Do we think Devin Leary, all things considered, ended up being the right person? Was that successful or not successful? I don't know. I, everybody's got an opinion on it. A texter says, so if Jalen Milrow gets hurt and they still end up 12-1, and one, does Alabama get held out? Of course not. Thank the Lord 12 teams are coming. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. I just love the idea that, like, the SEC sneaking into the college football playoffs is the most corrupt thing of all time. The SEC should have a golden ticket in, and honestly, it's kind of I, – I think people should maybe even be more upset that it's not two SEC teams. Uh, I, I just love the – the games have to matter. And it's like, yes, I watch the games. and They matter. Yeah. Uh, Florida State, not good. Even when they had Rotomaker, they really struggled in that Florida game. They needed – Kind of a gift from the Gators late in the process to be able uh, to get that victory. It, it sucks for Florida State, but like all the people that are champion for them, we get a better college football playoff without them. Yes. Yeah, but it's so much win- better. Like, did everybody enjoy that? And, and, and TCU, they they deserved to be in last year. Did everybody enjoy that national championship game last year? It's a good time for folks. 65 to 7, was it, I think? Like we weren't, we're not getting that this year. So that's exciting. We'll take our last break. Come back, wrap Ooh, up the one, show. One final college football playoff thing. The BCS rankings would have got it exactly the same. So were the BCS rankings that bad at all? That's one thing why I, even when we go to a 12 team playoff, we're still going to have people bitching and moaning on selection Sunday. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 13, but 14, 15. It doesn't gonna matter. All, they're gonna People get all are always going to complain about the system. It's the system's problem, not because your team isn't good enough to win a national title. Because at the end of the day, the goal is to get the best national champion. Is there any? Is there one person in this world that thinks that Florida State could win a national championship? No, of course not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. 
Well said. We'll be back. One final segment after this. Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. My name. Yeah. They call me Kevin. Yeah. Cause that's my name. Roll call. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Cold outside, but it is December, so. The holiday season. Hopefully everybody's doing fun holiday stuff when you when you get the chance. Speaking of holidays, Scoots, if you're trying to get your stocking absolutely stuffed, where should you go? Is this a trick question? I feel like there's I feel like there's a number of answers. You can go you can go to Salsaritas, get all kinds no, of gift no, cards. No, you can't. You, you, you can't can put to, chips in a stocking. I said about, peso in a stocking. I said hold on. Mess. We had a 50-50 chance just off the get go. Time dude. out. Oh, Time shoot. out. Time out. You. I said gift cards. You can go get a bunch of gift cards from Salsaritas. <laughs> you can go get a bunch of pair of sunglasses from Shady Rays. You can go get some Thornton's gift cards. I didn't know where you wanted me to go. Pour some gas into a stocking. Yeah, what the hell's wrong it. with you, Scoots? <laughs> Trying to burn the house down? We've been talking all season that Shady Rays is the perfect thing to put inside <laughs> of a stocking. Guess I've been tuned out. Well, but yeah, you're right. I guess, I guess I guess so. All right, Scoots. Thanks a lot, buddy. I appreciate mean, it. Good effort. Here, let me go. Let me go. Let me go here. Because <laughs> you're absolutely right. It is the greatest stocking stuffer. They've got all kinds of selections at ShadyRays.com. And they're even so kind to partner with us here at the Big X. You can go to their website or one of their two physical locations at the Mall St. Matthews or is it Oxmoor? Oxmore. It's it's Oxmore. Or you can go, it, you can go to Oxmore or the Bluegrass Shops or Outlet Shops of the Bluegrass. Use the promo code Big X. That name right. Big X for forty percent off all the sunglasses you'll ever need: ski goggles, computer glasses, anything you name it. Go to ShadyRays.com. Yeah, don't forget your computer glasses. That was that was sloppy. You can be hey. There's always tomorrow, buddy. Yeah, I'll try again. And you're right. You can get gift cards from Salsaritas and Thornton's. Thornton's gift cards are a great, great yeah. gift. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you're going to use them. Like, there's no. Not to say that, like, Salsaritas gift cards aren't a great gift, but, like, Salsaritas, you just want it right then and there, baby. Well, and a you gift don't. gift card just kind of makes you, like, hungry. You don't need a Salsaritas gift card, TJ, because you always have so many points on your app. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on back to the text line here in the final <laughs> segment of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Texter says, Kyle McCord is now a Wildcat. Um, Roush, I don't even know who like I'm supposed to be rooting for. Yeah, because there's going to be a lot. Um, checking during the break, if you're looking, uh, Malik Murphy will probably go from Texas to Ohio State. Uh, will Rogers is probably going to go to Washington, which I would think at least the fit might be better there, so it could work out for him. And then uh, Florida State, they are looking at two guys. Uh, 
Cam Ward and DJU are their top two options. So, so a lot of moving parts. And most importantly, some breaking news. The deuce is loose. Deuce Hogan's going to the transfer portal. No. Yeah, I know. Kentucky's fourth string quarterback. You want him back? Is he transferred into something other than sports? Two years of eligibility is a grad transfer. What's crazy is he was in that QB1 show. He was a pretty highly sought-after prospect. Went to Iowa, and that's, that's where things went wrong. <laughs> I wish him the best. Uh, yeah. You know, I think Kentucky – Leary stayed healthy for the most part this year, but nobody has ever said that the answer to the quarterback question next season is in the quarterback room this season. Correct. At no point has anybody yep. said that. So – I think the writing's on the wall there. That's all right. Wish them the best moving forward. As we always say, Kentucky first, Wildcat forever. Texter on the Thornton's text line says, John here. Good morning, everyone. First off, good game to TJ and all Packers fans. Yes, Valentine's play was a pass interference, but it's not why the Chiefs lost. I don't know if it was pass interference. (laughs) It looks like a perfectly timed jump, if you ask me. Uh, As my dog is getting into something he's not supposed to be eating in real time attack uh, john continues and says nice to see alabama in the college football playoffs bama will win it all last but not least calm down chicken little cats fans the sky's not falling if you praise them when they beat miami then pump the branks what's a branks john a little and hold your tongue and enjoy the show we'll got to go talk to you later i i, I think it's okay to think big picture things should still be okay roush but still to be like you, you goobers, don't drop a game at home like that. You need to, even without yeah. DJ Wagner, even with bringing in Bradshaw, there are excuses out the wazoo. It's still UNC Wilmington. You're still Kentucky, and you just beat the number eight team in the country like they stole something from you. You, you just every night teams are going to bring it to you. You got to have an answer, and they did and that Saturday, and that's disappointing. That's very much a young team byproduct. Just not not being ready to play for a game like that, because that that's kind of it's kind of how these things go, right? In a in an early season affair. Um, where are we on the text line? Five zero two four one four fourteen fifteen. John had another text. He says, "I'm here again." Justin Edwards is possibly not as good as we thought. Potentially, he could get there, but how long do you keep waiting? Yeah, but what else are you going to do in that spot on at least on Saturday? You, Justin Edwards had to play. Yeah. I, I, maybe you don't settle for as many threes, but then people get mad that UK is not shooting as many threes. He just needs to be better. Uh, he, yeah, and just got to be better. The thing is, this shot's never going to be great, folks. Like, he's going to be a bad outside shooter. I'm a little surprised he's not impacting the game more inside, dunks, finishing, but it seems sort of between the ears a little bit there. Roush already talked about that earlier in the show. But uh, he's – yeah, he's going to miss – he's going to miss outside shots. That's going to happen. Um, he says – who could possibly replace him in the lineup? Shepard is your best player, but he's not your point guard. He does need to be in your starting five for sure. We'll got to go talk to you later. And Roush, I am just shocked that Cal never like really tried to just say, hey, Dillingham, like run, go. They had Reeves run point a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, good point. But I'm surprised they didn't try it. Like UK obviously needed things to speed up and Reed did a fine job, but he just wasn't going to play fast. TJ, remember when Louisville fans couldn't stop talking about Papa? Yes. Well, he's he's no longer a Cardinal. The what's weird? He only played two games this year too, so maybe he wasn't actually a good football player. Maybe maybe he's not that good. 
Well, their defense definitely took a huge step in the right direction. You're right. I never really heard him ever get mentioned as part of it. So college football reference has him as only playing in two games. Um, I think there's a uh, recruiting rankings are so bizarre. See, and, and that's one thing too, TJ, uh, you know how you do the drop about players returning. One thing you got to remember in the portal, former four-star recruit hits the portal. Like that doesn't mean they're good recruiting rankings. They, they have a, they serve a good purpose and they're generally right, but they're not the end all be all. So if some guy was a former five-star and he's been at a place for three years and not playing like, well, tells you all you need to know, right? Like doesn't mean he's a good player. Good point. Well said. As for where we – that's all the morning I mean, grab-and-go texters. Where we go from here, Scoots? Will Fong says that kid, that Popeye's going to Ball State. Like, oh, <laughs> you know, keep an eye on Ball State for Popeye Williams. So the big four-star, going to end up in the MAC. I think like, we – TJ, I'm pretty sure we start at where it says Monday. There's two unread, a little blue line. You got it. Are you doing okay after that sneeze attack? My gosh. That was crazy, right? That looked like it, felt, it looked like it felt good though. Uh, no, they actually kind of hurt. I don't know what was up oh. with that. Oh no, there was like eight of them. Not good. Huh. No, not good at all. Uh, I don't see where it even says Monday. Here, I'll it start. Says, I'll uh, read the first one. Can we get a good pass rusher in the portal? Also, a punter. No, that's not where it's. That's not where we're at. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Might change by the time this is read, but CJ Frederick has played in every game for Cincy, and he's shooting fifty percent from three. He he is, and that is wild. He's averaging six points per game. It's like 22 minutes or something like that. It's not like he's killing it necessarily, but it's weird. He has shot really, really well. Like I think like 45% or above everywhere he's been every season except for at Kentucky. And then weirdly enough, he's been kind of underwhelming as a free throw shooter everywhere he's been except at Kentucky where he was a 90% free throw shooter. I think he had one other good free throw shooting year at Iowa or something like that. CJ Frederick, speaking of between the years, I think that's another between the years guy. But good for him. I'm glad it's going well for the Bearcats. They were undefeated. I don't know if they still are or not, but uh, good good for him. Ralph, shoot a straight. What percentage would you put on Barry on returning to Kentucky? Like 65-ish. Is he going to play in the bowl game? Yeah. I mean, that I, people really have kind of – like this is just a artificial. It's a it's a creation that folks have made. Like they just see Barry on, and they're like, "Well, that guy, he's going to leave. He played badly." But it, I, it, I haven't heard that. Like I mean, I don't. I just think people are often worked up, and really, the only reason why I think that there's a big chance is because Barry on's just a wild card. He is a walking wild card. You don't know what that kid's going to do. It just that's that's how he lives his life. Um, he's, he's a walking wild card and that's why I think it is kind of a toss up. Um, but he's all, he's one of those players too, that he would not be the hottest commodity on the portal. Uh, and I just hope that, uh, people around him kind of have him in the right frame of mind and are giving him him good counsel. Cause I, I think the, the best thing for him would be to come back to Kentucky and, Maybe, maybe he does hit the portal after the bowl game. Uh, I don't know. And maybe I'll sound stupid after all of this. But, like, all of the Barry on buzz last week about him hitting the portal, I was just like, you all are just assuming something. If it, Lynn Bowden had a lot more stuff out there that made you think he was going to transfer than what Barry on Brown has – than anything about Barry on Brown. So, I, I think there's just a lot of anxiety around him 
for no reason. And I think part of the reason why Scott Woodward was let go is because those receivers didn't didn't really like him, right? I think that's part of that. Getting rid of him will help you keep those guys. Good point. I, I'll I'll just try to maybe simplify it, and I'm, I can't speak for everybody, but I do think there's people that are just like Barry on Brown, somebody that I you could see wanting to see his nil worth in the market, thus putting his name out there. Yeah. And you're saying that like he wouldn't be there, he wouldn't be that hot a commodity. He, I don't know. He just seems like a guy that some desperate school would throw, like Auburn with Justin Rogers to some degree. Like a, some desperate school would just throw a ton of money at. Well, maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't work out. But we need we need to spend this money anyways. The the biggest problem though is so in Justin Rogers' case, he was a power five starter on the defensive line. Like there's not a lot of those out there in their transfer portal. Receivers are kind of a dime a dozen. Um, not not to mitigate it, but like Kentucky needs two receivers. They've got three options right now. Um, there's going to be more receivers that hit the portal. So, yeah, that that the positional value won't be there as much. But, you know, like I said, we I could sound stupid and Barry Hunt could be in the portal by the time we're on the show tomorrow. But ultimately, I've always kind of thought that it was a lot of – there was a lot more smoke than actual fire there. Uh, Texer says, bring the central blue bricks back. Yeah, it is bad. You bring the new cord and then you lose. Like, yeah, I know. Nice. I, uh, yeah. It looked good, game, though. This game shows why DJ Wagner is an important piece for this team. Oh, yes. yeah. Amen. Amen. He, I say he was to you. He's probably the MVP of that game in just terms of like, all right, yeah, he can have bad shooting nights, Roush, but like his, his pushing the pace and tempo, which we did say we were, we told you that early in the, in the whole thing of this, but, uh, you know, shucks. That's why we get the big paychecks, though. A texture says, I guess UNCW brought the refs with them to Rupp. Uh, I was very not happy with how that game was called in the second half, but there was also times where UK was just fouling. You had to call it. We didn't like it, but you had to call it. But there was times that I was just surprised they let them play in UK's paint, and then they would be a little bit more ticky-tack over on the other end. But um, – you don't don't let the don't let the officials play a role in a in a game of that stature. Uh, TJ with the ultimate jinxy cat tweet before the game about not a great way to be in the top twenty five unless you're Kentucky. Shame, shame. That's true. Which That's true. I, I, so That's I made true. the mistake twice this weekend where, like, I I referenced uh somebody's telling me to make a bet. I referenced it before said bet cash. One of them was Saints Lions, where my buddy who's a Saints fan was like, dude, take the take the Lions, take the Lions. They're up 21 to nothing. And I just said, Oh, you're on to something there. Ended up sweating that out. They win by five. TJ with his Kansas minus three over UConn. Two free throws in the final 10 seconds to win by four. <laughs> Hey, it covered. It covered, though. I actually – hand. I, I do need to admit, just because I don't lie to anybody, I did cash out. I got nervous. That was a huge bet. I was oh. scared. Um, I still won. Like, I still so, hit – I still won money. I just didn't win all I the did money. the um, – uh, I, I got scared. They had a profit boost, and so I just took a money on it, like, minus 110. So, I just yeah. basically bought the, bought the points. But, uh, hey, it was a win. That was a kind of a fun game. That was a good was game a for you, Con. That dude from UConn, I, I don't even remember him from last year's team that went off. Uh, Stewart? Is that his last name? Newton? Kim, Newton. Newton. Did not even remember him from last year's team. Uh, but And also the Kansas guards, not 
not great. Kansas yeah. isn't isn't winning at all. I know yeah. that much. Maybe yeah. you know could they be good enough to go to a Final Four? Sure, because Hunter Dickinson could just do twenty five and twenty five for a couple of games, and maybe the bracket breaks their way potentially. But they're not winning at all. I know I know that yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, I feel better about the Cats' chances, much better than Kansas. But yeah, that was a terrible tweet. I, I totally regret it. Uh, for as much as I saved UK's bowl destination, I also maybe am to blame for UK's bad loss on Saturday. A texter says, get rid of this court and bring back the bumper stickers. The only reason why we played so badly. If Reeves isn't knocking down threes, he's worthless. My man can't guard anyone. Then he gives up a rebound and then fouls the guy in an and one. Cats had the momentum until that point. Then Cal calls a play and gets him wide open three and quank. Embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, but again, you still didn't want him to foul out either. That, that kind of felt like you were in big trouble when that had happened as well. That, that and one he did, that – that whole play really ticked me off. He got fouled. I'm not like not whining about it. They, they did the old like little pull and pull and scoot, Roush. You see it all the time in basketball. Reeves was boxing this guy out. The guy just kind of like fish hooked him, pulled his jersey, got in front of him, got position, got the ball. And then Reeves came back mad, trying to make a play, fouled him and won. They, they should have called the initial foul on the UNC Wilmington guy right when he made that move. But Reeves needs to be stronger. Like, you you have that guy sealed, and then you just let him pull that little stunt on you, and then not only do you let it happen, then you make it worse by fouling him on the putback. Like, there is a reason why Antonio Reeves still is playing college basketball. We like him. He's a very important piece to this team, but he's got some some major flaws. He wasn't alone defensively stinking. Yeah. Uh, he had enough, enough blame to go around. Oh, Justin Edwards. That I mean, I thought yeah, you had some dog in you, buddy. Yeah, well, we need to find that dog. Um, <laughs> before we get to a couple texts and wrap up the show, want to just send our thoughts and prayers. Billy Hicks winning his coach in Kentucky high school basketball history at Scott County. That will most recently Scott County. He passed away. A thousand thirteen games he won. Everts, Harlan, Corbin, and Scott County. Uh, rest in peace to a, a larger than life figure from the, the Commonwealth. Well, well said. Uh, state championships this weekend. Congrats to Trinity. Yep, yep. They got yeah. it done. Boyle smothered Covcath. Um, yeah, it's actually a little bit on the chalky side. Yeah, we have a ton of more text to get to, which we love and we appreciate. I think this week we actually maybe maybe we make an effort to try to get to them. If we get super far behind, then we may just have to to cut the line on it. But hopefully everything will uh, will be okay. Yeah, there. I think we'll be able to. I think we'll be able to get this one. And that also goes back to what I said earlier in the show. People just weren't as locked in on this. Peak was losing his mind. He's like, people are more mad about losing to Georgia than this. It's like, well, people were talking about the Georgia game for a week. We kind of forgot the UNC Wilmington game was happening. Like, there's just, you know. Yeah. Monday Night Football, do the Bengals cover? Big number. Big number for another game. I think it's nine and a half. Ooh. Yeah, stay away. Duval. Duval. I, think, I bet Josh Allen sack. I'm going to bet a Josh Allen sack. I think Jacksonville covers. I, I probably won't bet it, but I think they cover. All right, everybody have a great Monday. Thanks for listening, texting into the show. We'll get to the text that weren't read today. Tomorrow, 7 a.m. on Big X Sports Radio. This is Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin
Drop it to that booter to that shooter foul. Hell no, them country boys ain't hit it top of six miles.